Welcome to the Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long, with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. How are you all doing today? Uh, we are going to be breaking down today my top 12 running backs, and this is a special episode because this is my first rankings podcast or video of the year. I've been making some rankings, but we, we're, we're getting enough information coming out from camps and teams right now that I feel that I have enough information to make an, an official rankings video. And uh, tomorrow I will release the wide receivers and then the quarterbacks and then the tight ends. But I'm starting off with the running backs because in fantasy football, let's face it, the running back position is the most important. Uh, that is usually the, 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 the crutch of your team. Uh, if you lose, it's probably because of your running backs. If you win, it's probably because of the running backs. Not saying that other positions aren't important, but the running back position, the drop-off is intense. You need to make the right choices when you're drafting your running backs. So we're going to be doing the running back rankings first, 1 through 12. If you're new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button or follow the podcast. I do not like to waste time, so I'm going to jump right into it. And at number one, my number one running back, for the 2021 fantasy football season, Christian McCaffrey. Look, in 2020, he played three games. He was injured a lot. And he averaged 124 yards and two touchdowns in those three games. The injury is not a concern. If you want to learn more about the injury and why it's not a concern exactly, you can uh, uh, go to Fantasy Docs on Instagram. He has an article about it. But basically, the type of injury Christian McCaffrey had uh, both of them are not injuries that linger and cause uh, issues down the road, like an ACL tear, for example. So I'm not worried about the injury with McCaffrey. He was extremely durable before the past season. I think before that uh, injury last year, he had played all through college and his first years in the pros with only missing one game for a hip injury. So he has been one of the most durable and consistent running backs. So I'm not worried about that. But in 2019, we all know the story. One of the greatest seasons ever. 1,300 rushing yards, over 1,000 receiving yards, 19 total touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey is one of the true uh, one of the only true three down workhorse running backs in the NFL. He's involved in the passing game heavily, not just some screens now and then. And he is a workhorse running back. He gets the ball a ton on the ground. So when you pair the talent with the opportunity that McCaffrey will have, it, it, I cannot rank him any lower, really, than number two. I guess uh, him and my guy I have ranked uh, number two. You can You can switch them back and forth. Me, I personally like McCaffrey a little more in PPR leagues. So McCaffrey... I expect him to return to his 2019 glory and be the number one fantasy football running back. Number two, though, another great option, Derek Henry. And like I said, McCaffrey, Henry, interchangeable in these rankings, basically. But Derek Henry, 2020, he had 2,000 rushing yards. One of the most impressive feats a running back can have in a season. His only weakness is the lack of involvement he has in the receiving game and I know he's been working on that. Can we expect that to change? Possibly. We can expect a few more targets probably, but I'm not banking on it. And it doesn't really matter because he is good enough that he honestly just doesn't really even need 
the uh the 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 involvement there. Um he's so good that it doesn't really matter if he's involved in the passing game. Listen to this. Last year, listen to these stats. Derrick Henry created over 900 yards total. Um number 2 in yards created was Delvin Cook with 660. Henry had 997 yards created, almost 1,000 yards he created for himself. And the drop-off there uh, between number one and the, the number uh, 12 running back in that category, 323 yards created. He is the best rusher in the league right now. In terms of breakaway runs, he was number one with 21 runs over 15 yards Look, it doesn't really matter how involved you are in the passing game when you're getting a massive workload and you're efficient and you're the sole goal line running back. He will be a fantasy stud barring injury. So Derrick Henry is my number two ranked running back. Number three, I think there's a little bit of drop-off between number one and number two. I would rank uh, CMC and Henry kind of interchangeable and then the, the the definite number three running back in my eyes is Dalvin Cook uh, finally last year we saw a uh, ACL injury free season for Dalvin Cook and he was great 1500 rushing yards 300 receiving yards 17 total touchdowns I, that, that's all you can ask for for your RB1 in fantasy football um, I could see a few more touchdowns Thielen I think will have fewer touchdowns this year and more will be going to Justin Jefferson and a few more probably to uh, Dalvin Cook not enough for him to jump into number one and number two category I think what we saw last year is uh, you know about his ceiling and that's not bad because it's a great ceiling. And I think he'll kind of stay there for one or two more seasons before he uh, has a decline. That is barring injury, of course. But Dalvin Cook is the number three running back in my book. He's just as explosive, just as great as the first two, um, but less opportunity. Um, so he's number two for me. Three, I mean. <laughs> number four. This one might be slightly controversial. It's not Saquon Barkley. It's Nick Chubb. I have Nick Chubb as my number four running back in fantasy. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I have Nick Chubb ranked number four and not Saquon Barkley. First off, Saquon is a phenomenal running back, extremely talented, on a rejuvenated offense. He should be great. He should be great. This is not a knock on Saquon Barkley. It's more of a fact that when someone is coming off a season with an ACL injury, you got to bump them down a few spots because they will miss some time. They will miss some games. So I don't have full confidence that, um, that Saquon will be fully healthy at 100% this year. So he has bumped down a bit. But Nick Chubb, he was the number nine running back last year, and he only played 12 games. I'm not worried about the injury. It's not a lingering type of injury for him. He had over 1,000 yards, averaged 5.6 yards per carry, 12 touchdowns, not too involved in the passing game, which is disappointing. But if there was a runner who could get 2,000 yards on the ground apart from Derrick Henry... My number one bet would be Nick Chubb. Now, I'm not projecting that. I'm not predicting that. But in terms of pure running, Nick Chubb is elite. 
And if he plays 16 games, you know, we're going to say he's he misses one or two. I think he can be a top five running back still. He is that talented on the ground. Over 1,000 yards, 5.6 yards per carry in 12 games. Super efficient, uh, nose for the end zone, and he can break away on plays. He's got speed. Nick Chubb comes in at number four, now number five. Finally, there we go. Saquon Barkley, not too much to say. He's extremely talented as a pass catcher, extremely talented as a runner, breakaway speed, shifty, can make people miss, can outrun the safety, everything. He's a complete package. The only knock against him is he's coming off the ACL injury, which usually running backs see a decrease the year after that ACL injury. They see a decrease in production. And I I would expect by next year, Saquon will be fully 100% back to his old prime self. And that's, he will probably be my 2022 number one running back if he stays ACL injury free this year. Number six, Alvin Kamara. Now, Alvin Kamara had a great season last year. He was the number two running back in fantasy football. I'm not expecting him to completely replicate that season. Um, It was a great season. But with Drew Brees gone, I I have to temper my expectations a bit. We saw the decrease in production for Alvin Kamara when Drew Brees was gone. Um, It was pretty scary. He kind of just disappeared. Uh, Let me me pull up the game logs, actually. And and you can see this. He's, He's tearing it up. Great games, great games. And then bam. Zero receptions. One reception, two receptions. That's what he was doing without Drew Brees. And a whole year of no Drew Brees, who knows? He could be fine. But we don't know. That's the problem. We don't really know how Alvin Kamara will play without Drew Brees throwing him the ball, you know, 8 to 15 times a game. So we have to bump him down a bit in the rankings. It's not a knock on Kamara. He's just as talented as he was a year ago. He will be just as shifty, just as elusive as he was. But we don't really know what the quarterback situation is going to be. As a whole, probably fewer scoring opportunities for the team. So we got to knock him down. Still number six, still in top 10. Good season, though. Not going to complain if he's my RB1. And then here we go at number seven. People are going to get mad at me. I know it. People, he's one of the most polarizing running backs you can mention in a sentence and when it comes to fantasy football. People either love him or they hate him, and we've all been burned by him at some point, but Joe Mixon, number seven running back, I feel like that's a fair fair place to put him. I'm not, I'm not putting him number three or anything, but sometimes I see these rankings, they have him ranked, you know, 18th overall. Are you kidding me? Joe Mixon is one of the most talented running backs in the league as a pass catcher and as a rusher. He just hasn't been properly, properly utilized. Yet, Uh, he's had bad coaches. Gio Bernard is gone. Joe Mixon, despite popular belief, is not injury prone, okay? That's it. That's the end of the sentence. That's why he's top 10. Gio is gone, and he's not injury prone. He should have a great season. The offensive line, it's not as bad as people think. There's a narrative kind of created by... uh, by NFL memes pages on Instagram, you know, talking about Joe Burrow's going to get killed. The offensive line isn't as bad as people think. And Joe Mixon should have a great 
season. We saw last year the ceiling he possesses when he put up 150 yards and three touchdowns against Jacksonville. I'm not expecting that every game, but that is the type of ceiling he has. He has that elite RB1 ceiling in him. And I think that this is the year that he finally breaks out. We say that every year, I know, but it's going to happen sooner than later. So Joe Mixon, I've got him ranked seventh overall. He's someone who could sneak into that top five. I actually would not be surprised whatsoever. And here is what's so sickening about that. He's going in the second round, sometimes third round in drafts I've done. He's going so late that it doesn't matter if you believe Joe Mixon will be a top five running back. The fact that he has the talent to do that and has the opportunity to do that means that he is worth the gamble. In the second round, third round, there are not many running backs who have a legitimate high chance of finishing as the number one overall running back. It's it's rare we find that kind of opportunity paired with that kind of talent. And then you say he's going late second round? <laughs> it's it's absolutely insane. He's he's gonna be a league winner this year. This is the year finally people have quit on him and he's gonna he's gonna make you sorry for that. So Joe Mixon, much higher ranked than others, you know, it's a hill that I am gonna die on this year. Um, I'm either going to be the the fool or the genius. I'm not going to back down on that take. I'm not going to put him at 13 so that I can be wishy-washy and say, oh, I wasn't wrong or right. No, I am all in on Joe Mixon this year. Number eight, this guy doesn't get talked enough about, but Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is a very good running back, a uh, very good receiving back. He was number four running back two years ago, was banged up last year but there's not much competition in the backfield for him. He's one of the better wide receivers on that team. If you think about it, lines up in the slot quite a bit. Austin Eckler, I see no reason he's going to be healthy. I see no reason to say he won't be a good running back in fantasy football. And I just, I don't see anyone to mention him. He was forgotten. It's kind of strange. Um, Saquon, gets injured for a year. No one forgot him. People are ranking him top, top three right now. Kamara, he got hurt last year. No one, no one, or two years ago, no one cared going into the last year. No one had just forgotten him. But Austin Eckler puts up a top five running back season, then gets injured, and suddenly everyone, you know, he's yesterday's news. No one, no one cares about him anymore. It's 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 kind of strange, the narrative with Austin Eckler or the lack of narrative with Austin Eckler. Just how no one really cares about him. But I think that Austin Eckler will be a a top ten running back easily, and. Almost like Mixon, he's another guy with the opportunity and the talent to finish top five. We saw it. We literally saw it happen. So the fact that he's, you know, as undervalued as he is, is is a crime. But I'm not going to complain when I draft him later in the when later in the rounds. So Austin Eckler at number eight. Number nine, we've got Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, I know he's a great running back. Um, but I, I don't think he's ever gonna be uh well, he was elite, but but I think this offense is either going to be extremely pass-heavy with Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers won't be there and the offense will be bad. So can he finish above number nine? Yeah, but with the uncertainty at the quarterback position in Green Bay, I don't feel that I can rank him higher than guys like Mixon or Eckler, even though he realistically, and, and I can agree, he could you know be top five based on talent. Um, 
we don't know enough about what's going on in that offense. So you got to knock him down a few. And I genuinely think Eckler and Mixon are better. So I think number nine is a very safe place to put Aaron Jones. Uh, with A.J. Dillon there, I think A.J. Dillon will be more involved. That really knocks down his val- his value too, especially he- he's been reliant on touchdowns. In 2019, that great season, 16 touchdowns. That's where most of his points came from. So with Aaron Jones, the quad father, or with A.J. Dillon, the quad father, I think he'll take some touchdowns. I think as a whole, there's a very good chance this offense will not be as good as it was last year. We can't rank Aaron Jones much higher. And the number 10, I have him a little lower than most people, even though I was a big advocate of him last year. But Jonathan Taylor, um, I think he's a great running back. I mean, his his advanced metrics, he was he was great last year. He um he was, I think, second when it came to uh when it came to oh man, I can't think of I can't think of the word. He was second when it came to breakaway runs. Uh Second to Derrick Henry, he had 14 runs over 15 yards. But Marlon Mack is back, Neem Hines is back, and I don't think he'll get this workhorse role that I expected him to get uh, last year and that I want him to get this year. I I don't think it's a guarantee he'll ever get that in his career. But I, if he does, it's not going to be this coming year with Marlon Mack there as well. And Mack, I know he's coming off that that brutal injury. But as hard of an injury that is to come back from, in some sort of tandem system, rotating on third downs, I think he can produce enough to keep himself on the field. That's the issue. Marlon Mack was very good two years ago. Um, and he was good enough that in terms of real-life football, you know, he does deserve some time on the field. And it it sucks for us, Jonathan Taylor truthers, but it's the reality. And sometimes you have to understand that what the coaches are going to do and what's going to happen on the actual field, as much as we hate that, you have to understand the possibilities of, of fantasy negative things happening because they happen all the time. It's, it's, it's not uncommon that there's some sort of tandem backfield. So Taylor, if Marlon Mack goes down again, shoots into the top five easily. But with Marlon Mack back, Marlon Mack attack, um, and Naheem Himes there as well. And Carson Wentz, a wild card. I think we got to temper the expectations a little bit because Carson Wentz does not throw to the running back as much as Phillip Rivers did. So there's a good chance Taylor does not see the 36 receptions and the 41 targets he saw last year. That's absurd that Hines was there and Taylor still got that many receptions and targets. Now, he is a better receiver than a lot of people thought. But if if the passes aren't even there, the opportunities with Carson Wentz, doesn't really matter how good he is in that category. So Taylor at 10. And then Travis Etienne coming in at 11, almost topping off the list. Uh, the, the only rookie I have in the top 12, I think Etienne will be a very good running back this year in fantasy football. And here's why. He's going to have 800 receiving yards and 800 rushing yards and a modest amount of touchdowns. That doesn't sound super exciting, but PPR exists, points per receptions. So in a PPR league, he's going to be gold. He's going to be fantasy gold starting day one when he lines up in the running back position, takes a carry for 10 yards, then they put him as the wide receiver and he catches a 15-yard touchdown. Uh, we're going to have 
trouble on our hands unless you draft him. Um, so ETN is probably the number one player that I'm targeting in every draft I'm doing. I don't want my opponents to own a running back who can play slot wide receiver well. I don't want that. No, I want that on my team. Okay, worst case scenario, I spend a sixth, seventh round pick on ETN and he's not super great. Fine. But there's a chance that he's going to be <laughs> an Alvin Kamara type player. That's that's the comps, the Alvin Kamara type player where they put him out as a wide receiver then runs to the screen pass. And I do not want to face that at all. I want that on my team. So this isn't, let me let me let me think this again. It's just like the Joe Mixon scenario, once again, where it comes down to: Do you think this will actually happen? Okay, you don't actually believe that will happen. Well, will you admit that it's worth the gamble because uh, the upside is so much greater than the downside, especially with his current ADP? Let me find his ADP. I know it's pretty low. All right, found his ADP. He's going rounds eight currently. There isn't anyone in round eight with the type of upside that ETN has, the type of potential that ETN has. That does not exist in those later rounds. So in my my opinion, it, it is foolish to not draft Travis ETN on your team. You're going to pass up on him so many times. Just take him one of those times and you'll, you'll, you'll be thankful you did. I can guarantee it. And then topping off this list, rounding it out at number 12, making it into the RB1 conversation, we've got Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson had a very solid rookie season. It took him a while to, to get uh, a consistent workload. Um, and McKissick, he took a lot of the, the, the targets. And that was frustrating for us. But our reports are coming out that, that the Washington football team wants to get uh, Antonio Gibson more and more involved in the passing game. And McKissick is still there. So can we trust this narrative that, that Gibson will have an expanded role as a receiver? There are two sides to this. There's a side that every single offseason, there are a bunch of running backs and the coaches say they're going to be more involved in the receiving game. And we all get hyped. And then it doesn't happen. And looking at this roster with McKissick still there, we can kind of say, yeah, that, that looks like this. But Antonio Gibson was a wide receiver in college. I'm just going to leave that there, that little tidbit of information that's massively important. He was a wide receiver in college. He is more qualified than J.D. McKissick to be the receiving back in this, in this backfield. So I think that when Washington comes out and says this, it has more weight than the usual uh, preseason hype that comes out of camps. So Gibson, there is now, uh, to be realistic, that question of, okay, but maybe it is hype, which is why he's lower than ETN and Taylor uh, coming in at 12. But you got to draft him. He's a, he's a must-own at that point because he's, he's just like uh, Austin Eckler, and McCaffrey, and Kamara, where he could be an elite receiver as well as a great runner. And when you have a player with that skill set, you just want them on your team. It's such a rare combination. We talk so much talent and opportunity is what it needs, is what a player needs to be productive in fantasy football. Well, what if you've got two talents and you're getting two opportunities. You're talented as a runner, and you're getting the running opportunity, 
and then throw in the talent as a receiver and the reception opportunity. And it, it, it has the potential to basically double the value, as we have seen with McCaffrey and, and Kamara, these, these double-sided running backs. They are so valuable. And that is why Gibson makes it in the top 12. That's why ETN made it in the top 12. That's why Eckler is ranked higher than a lot of guys have him ranked. So that those are my top 12 running backs for uh, 2021. Now, this is in May, end of May. So this list is very subject to change, and it will change a lot. Who knows? By August, Dalvin Cook may not even be in my top 12, and I may have Miles Gaskin as my number one. That's not going to happen. But I'm just saying, stay tuned because this list is subject to change. But as of right now, those those running backs, those are the ones that I'm targeting heavily in my drafts as often as I can. I am drafting them. And stay tuned because coming up later this week, we will have the uh, top 12 wide receivers and then the top 12 quarterback videos coming out. So I will see you all in a few days with those videos coming out. And uh, have a good day, everyone. Thank you for listening.